Hi, my name's Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Essential Presents. So I remember, like, as a kid, um, I used to love uh, books of fables, like Aesop's Fables, another kind of like, you know, here's like your, uh, there, was a, there was a comic strip in the book Highlights for Children. Inside, there was a comic strip called Goofus and Gallant, and there was a, you know, Goofus, um, says, Mom, I'm not going to wash my dishes. And Goofus is like, I get those dishes, Mom, that kind of thing. So those fables and Goofus and Gallant are kind of like morality stories where it's um, the, the hero, the star of the story, Gallant, I mean, obviously it's in his name, was not Goofus. He was the, the bad guy, essentially, hence Goofus. Um, it was really clear that whatever Gallant does is like the right thing very clear that whatever Goofus does is the wrong thing. And same thing when it comes to like a lot of the fables. They're stories that are meant to actually indicate like behavior, morality, and ethics, or whatever. This is the person, this is the character, that this is the, you should model your behavior off of them because they're the hero. This is the behavior that is bad and it's clear because they're the villain or they're not the hero, that kind of a thing. So and that's fine, it's, it's cool, it's great to have I think fables, I think sometimes the stories we, we tell are very important because they shape our character. I think so, in some ways stories shape our character more than anything else. Okay. That being said, sometimes what we do then, I know what I did, is I started bringing that same mentality of way to read a story. Where I, okay, whatever the hero does is the thing that's being promoted to how we read the Bible. And what I found was like, wait a second, okay, so here's like King David and he has a number of wives. Here's Solomon, his son, who has like, okay, like hundreds and even concubines. Like, okay, what are those? Look, let's look that up. Even earlier than that, a woman named Tamar, who um, essentially, I apologize for the PG-13 ratedness of this video, um, like seduces her father-in-law um, by pretending to be a prostitute who actually does that. His name was Judah. Wait, Judah is the, the fourth in line of uh, the, the children of Israel and it's from the line of Judah that King David and Jesus himself come from. Like, okay, so these, this is the story of all the heroes. Never in the, in the Bible then does it say, um, and in doing this, they did the wrong thing. Like in, in having so many wives, Solomon was foolish. Or um, in uh, doing this, Judah was in the villain. You know, It's just like telling the story. And so me taking my mentality, my perspective of reading a story where, okay, the protagonist does X and that means X must be good bring it to the Bible, sometimes you might read the Bible and say, wait a second, it looks like the quote-unquote hero, or at least the protagonist, did a thing that we would say was wrong. How come the Bible doesn't just say, and in doing that, he did the wrong thing? Well, a couple reasons. One is because they're telling a different story. They're not writing a morality play. That's the first thing, that the Bible is not actually meant to be a morality play. There is morals. There are there's ways to live, ways not to live. They're clearly enunciated in the Bible, but a lot of times, the Bible is just the story of the family of God, right? It's a story, it's our story that um, is captured the good, the bad, and the ugly. And to recognize that, okay, this is, this is real life um, and not whitewashed and not cleaned up, it's our story, warts and all. Like, okay, that makes sense. So it, it's unadulterated in that sense. Um, secondly, is because the, the Bible, biblical authors, including the Holy Spirit, who's also a biblical author, um, was not trying to make this point 100% of the time that what the protagonist does is always right. So why didn't they say, um, in doing that, he or she did the wrong thing? Because they still want to honor the patriarchs, they honor our ancestors. And in honoring ancestors, you wouldn't then kind of just simply throw them under the bus. But you would be able to write in 
Here are the consequences of their behavior. So here's Abraham, or Abram, and Sarah, who takes Hagar, and they have Ishmael. Now, the biblical author, Moses, did not say, and in doing that, Abram did the wrong thing. But he demonstrates, he shows by unfolding the story that, but that was the wrong thing. Because here's the consequences of that. Um, Solomon, for having all of those wives, he didn't say like, you know, and in doing that, that was the terrible thing. But he did point out that in doing this, he gave himself over to folly. In doing this, he turned his heart, his, these, all these wives turned his heart to foreign gods. Like, so he was able to like show rather than tell that um, these were the wrong things to do. And this is almost consistently across the board. One of the things we have to understand, of course, is that um, what the protagonists in the Bible do is not a mandate and not instructions for us to follow their behavior, but for us, we can learn from their behavior. And it's not always going to be very, very clear of um, one-to-one, uh, they did one bad thing and all this one bad consequence came out of it. It could be, it could sometimes not be until later. And it actually could also be in doing this bad thing, God had to step in, intervene, and transform it into a good thing. For example, um, here is Judah in this line of Judah. Um, so Matthew even writes about this in the genealogy. He says, Judah, um, uh, the father of the two twins whose mother was Tamar, and he writes in the fact that there was brokenness in this family, but God was able to bring about a good, aka King David and ultimately Jesus. So when we read the Bible, one of the things we have to understand is that just because a protagonist did a certain behavior, behavior does not mean that God is endorsing that behavior. It can mean that that's just simply the fact of the matter we have broken lives, we have broken histories, we're broken people. But every step along the way, there's an opportunity for God to step in with his grace, with his goodness, and give us exactly what we need so that ultimately his story can be written, he can be glorified, his people can be saved in the midst of, not just in spite of, but in the midst of our brokenness and our poor decisions. It's the reality of mercy and it's the promise of grace and it's incredible. It's awesome. So from all of us here to Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless. Hey, like, subscribe, um, comment below. I don't know, maybe you've experienced some of those stories as well. Like you're like, what the what? I, why is this in the Bible? Like, oh, now I get it. Because the Bible is not supposed to be this book of fables. Not supposed to be a book of just like, here's how you live. The Bible's a true story. Anyways, God bless.